Food Heals Podcast, episode number five. Reducing plastic is better than just using plastic whenever you feel like. (laughs) Yeah. And if they're judging you about using plastic, it's probably because they are too and they're really just judging themselves. (laughs) (laughs) Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals Podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Heals Nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put down the Ben & Jerry's, get off the couch, and take a walk outside. If you experience any of these symptoms, tell your Facebook friends immediately. (laughs) I love that. Wow. (laughs) Thank you. I wrote that at 4 (laughs) a.m. That's awesome. Welcome, Food Heals Nation. I'm Allison Melody, and today Susie and I are talking to the eco-vegan gal, Whitney Lauritsen, who has over 550 videos on eco-friendly vegan living on YouTube. And Whitney's goal is to help you take charge of your health and happiness so that you can lead the best life possible. Who doesn't want that? Today's show is sponsored by No Tox Life, which makes affordable organic skincare products with delicious ingredients like coconut oil, mm, mango butter, essential oils, and natural clays and minerals. And they simply don't believe in using ingredients they can't pronounce. That's awesome. Later in the show, we'll tell you how you can get free shipping on your purchases from No Talks Life. It's also sponsored by the Global Healing Center, which offers health and cleansing kits, organic skincare products, natural anti-aging creams, and so much more. The founder and CEO, Dr. Group, believes it is his personal mission to help the world by teaching and promoting philosophies that produce good health, a clean environment, and positive thinking. Well, we can definitely get behind that. Stay tuned because later we will tell you how to get a discount on Global Healing Center products. And our swag bag giveaway contest is still in full effect. Both of our sponsors have generously donated health and beauty products to the swag bag. At the end of the show, we'll tell you how to enter. In the meantime, all the details of the contest can be found at holisticvoice.org. Be sure to subscribe to our newsletter so you can keep up with the contest and future opportunities for swag, as well as free tips and tricks for living a holistic, healthy life. And all the show notes from today's episode can be found at foodhealsnation.com slash Five. Next up, our interview with Whitney. The Food Hills Podcast starts now. All right. Welcome, Food Hills Nation. Thanks for joining us. I'm Allison Melody here with my co-host, Susie Hardy. Hello, Food Hills Nation. And today we're here with an amazing guest. She's an online content creator who creates video, social media content, and digital products to raise awareness about how to make the healthiest eating choices, develop a planet-friendly lifestyle, and live life to the fullest. Please welcome the eco-vegan gal, Whitney Lauritsen. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. So I want to go back to the beginning, and I've never talked to you about this. You know, I've been working with you for a while, and I actually don't know the reason that you got started in the world of health and healthy living and becoming a vegan. What got you to that point? Well, it was just an overall passion for my own health, and I started learning about how to eat better. And that led me to how to live better all around. And I just fell so in love and obsessed with learning 
every detail that I could. I got really into reading books and going on websites, reading blogs, and then as social media was developing, just using that as a resource. And as YouTube came about, that as well. And and just from probably the past 10 to 15 years onward, I have been really, really um, passionate about researching health and then sharing with other people what I learn. Yeah, I mean, it kind of happened to me the same way where once I started one discovery, it just all catapulted and I was obsessed Mm -hmm. and I had to know more and more and more and read books and I wanted to tell everyone I knew, like, do you know how... (laughs) powerful kale is for healing the body, you know, and people look at you cross-eyed like, all right. (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting because now there's so much momentum and there's so much information and we have so much access to that. But, you know, 10 years ago or so, it wasn't quite as talked about as it is now, at least in the context of something like kale, for instance, where now everybody knows what kale is. Or I also remember when quinoa was, Mm -hmm. I remember my very first time having quinoa (laughs) (laughs) and loving it. But I didn't see it or hear people talk about it for years after that. And so I guess this restaurant was really ahead of the curve. But um, it was it's just really interesting to see it evolve and how now we can talk about something like kale and quinoa without people looking cross-eyed at us, at least for the most part. Um, (laughs) Now it's other things like kombucha. It's like now that's finally catching on. But for a while, I remember too, when I first learned about kombucha and having this, this weird reaction to it, but then becoming really fascinated with it. You know, another thing that has been a really big part of my journey was just struggling with my body image for years and years since I was probably about 10 years old till, well, I mean, I I still do off and on, but definitely went through a really challenging period with that as a teenager, as, as probably most teenagers do and not understanding my body. And when I was probably 14 to 18, just, I was obsessed with, with trying to figure out how to look my best. And again, that's very common, but (laughs) yeah. But it's funny looking back on that and realizing I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. And I was doing everything that either my friends were doing or that I was seeing advertised on TV. So every like weight loss shake and you know, the meals and I took food suppression pills for a little while because I fell out of control with eating and all of that. And I remember it was such a massive release, relief for me when I, and release actually, when I (laughs) became vegan because suddenly I opened this door where I was very curious about the vegan diet and that led me down the whole path of health. And, And it was so exciting for me because I started reading books about health that were really, really uh, well-researched and and writers were very educated. And so I I simultaneously learned about how to feel healthy and how to be vegan at the same time. And so to me, there's such a direct connection between the two. Yeah. And the whole thing with the body image, it's like women are putting Accutane or something on their face to get rid of acne Mm -hmm. and they're taking it topically or they're taking pills to make their hair and nails grow when the truth is if you change your diet you don't need to take any of those things and naturally you're going to get the glowing skin you're going to get the longer fuller hair because of your diet alone yes absolutely and it's just overall so thrilling to me and that's how I knew I wanted to have a career in this. What are some other lifestyle changes you made besides adopting the vegan diet? Was there anything else? Yeah, I mean, it it really changed everything. Just understanding where our food 
was coming from. And then I started realizing that, well, everything comes from somewhere. You know, we kind of live, especially in, in America, we live in this uh, time where we can just go to the store and buy something. We don't have to see who makes it or where it came from. And so most people are, are clueless as to who's making their food, any of their products. They just go and get it. It's convenient and they don't have to think about it. And then they throw it out and they don't think about where it goes after that. And yeah, so sure. I love figuring out the kind of the origins of things and understanding what is the best choice that I can make and kind of going through these like equations in my head. Well, what is going to be most affordable? What is going to be best for a society, for the people that are making it? So things like fair trade and organic and non-GMO and being made in the U.S. is really important to me, supporting the local economy, all of those things. And, and it was really just that research that I was doing about food at the time that led me down to the path to that. So it really changed everything. I became obsessed with reading labels and finding out the truth about where things were coming from. Yep. I mean, I went through the exact same, you know, kind of wake up and how one thing taught me another thing to another thing. So it's like the clothing you wear and the detergent you use. Some people have allergies to detergent, <laughs> all these things. You start with the food allergies and then you find out you could have household allergies, yes. you know, that are toxic and you don't even have any idea that that is what's making you sick or tired or, you know. Yeah. I'm glad that you brought that up too. Cause that's actually been a, another huge part of my story too. Whereas in the beginning, it was so much about kind of the body image, the external side of it. But then when I started learning about the internal and realizing that there's so much going on inside of our bodies that is re directly related to not just food, but like all these different things, like you know, whatever we're putting on it, whatever's in our house, whatever's in the air, our water. And that's been in the past year or two, been another huge focus of mine because I've suffered with a lot of um, allergy-like symptoms for the past 10 years. And I went to so many doctors and they uh, gave me like a blood test or they kind of like did a Q&A with me and then, and then they just kind of like shrugged their shoulders and then I ended up taking allergy medicine because I had horrible allergies for years and years. And it was so bad, people always thought that I was sick. It was really embarrassing and it was hard for me to work. And then <laughs> suddenly I just decided to, to try figuring it out myself and I started experimenting with, with taking certain foods out of my diet. So I started with gluten and it made mm -hmm. such a massive difference. Removing gluten from my diet was huge. And, and again, I did this in 2010 and that was right when the gluten-free craze was beginning. Right. So <laughs> now it's a trend. Yeah. Now I was really, I'm really glad that I did it then because nobody was really talking about it quite as much, or at least not as openly as they do now. And so I was able to do it as an experiment, not because it was trendy and it's challenging now. I think we're get, it's getting better, but for the past mm -hmm. few years, people have kind of been knocking this gluten-free diet and, and saying that it doesn't really make a difference. But for me, it definitely does. I've never been tested for celiac and I don't think I am, but I, I can definitely see a difference there. And that, But nobody ever even said, why don't you try removing gluten or what are, exactly are you eating? I went to a doctor kind of on the earlier side of when I went vegan because of a lot of gastrointestinal challenges that I was having. And basically the doctor said it's probably just from soy 
but he made it sound like that was just a side effect of being vegan. He didn't say like, maybe you're sensitive to soy. So soy is another thing I, I took away mostly from my diet. That made a huge difference. And then I started noticing other food sensitivities. So, so going gluten-free, similar to vegan, was kind of like this big eye-opening thing for me. And I took out some other uh, foods from my diet, and, now, and my allergies are almost entirely gone. And wow. a doctor never suggested that to me. And I was so frustrated that I had been suffering for years and years. And no one had ever said, like, what exactly are you eating? Also, like these natural remedies, I was so desperate and I was really becoming passionate at the time about natural living. I didn't want to take medication anymore. It was expensive and I just suspected that there was something not good about it. And mm -hmm. so I went to my natural market where all the natural homeopathic remedies are and all of that. And I can't remember exactly how it happened, but I ended up getting a neti pot nasal irrigation. And that was also life-changing. I did it once in the morning when I woke up and right before bed. And almost all of my like sneezing and like all of these uh, congestion issues I had were greatly reduced as a result. So that combined with food and really being conscious about what I was putting in my body was huge. And I just felt so frustrated with the medical <laughs> system, you know, that the simple things that really didn't cost me much at all made such a huge impact on my life. So, I mean, that's a long answer, but I, I'm so passionate about it because I want other people to experiment with this too, instead of just shrugging their shoulders and taking some medication because that's the easy way, you know? You had such a large personal experience with it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's powerful when you tell the story. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, I get really fired up about it because I know other people, like my mother, for example, I, you know, she's becoming more and more open to it, but she's suffered with asthma and, you know, various allergies for a while. And she actually um, really reduced dairy from her diet years after I'd kind of been encouraging to her to. And then suddenly she was like, wow, you know, my allergies have really gone down. And then she started running fairly wow. recently. And we actually just had a conversation earlier today because there is a great article that came out about the effects of aerobic exercise on asthma, which kind of mm -hmm. sounds like the opposite thing you should be doing if you have asthma. But uh, my mom has said she's had a really huge uh, shift with her asthma symptoms as well, just through running regularly. And it's like, you know, my mom is, is a person that had been taking all of these medications for years and years because her doctor told her to. And then suddenly she makes a shift in her lifestyle and a shift in her diet. And now she can naturally control that and really reduce what she's taking. Oh, I'm so happy for her. Yeah. Good for you wow. for being that example. You know, there are so many food allergies out there, but not everyone has the same one. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. someone might try gluten-free and say, oh, gluten doesn't matter to me. So this is all BS, this gluten-free. Right. But people have celiac disease. People like you have serious allergies to gluten. And gluten is very processed these days. It's not in its natural state. It's really not something that most people can stomach. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I wish I was one of those people that could have gluten in any form, but unfortunately, like, you know, and that's the yeah. cool. I think that's what's so important, especially with like a, a podcast like this, is that just getting people to, to just try different things. And that's really a huge 
focus of my mission. You know, veganism is very important to me, but the overall message that I want to get across with the work that I do is just to give it a try. You know, I always say, like, try it for a couple weeks, try it for a month if you can, if you have the willpower, which mm -hmm. we all do, but, you know, if you want to have the willpower is more the better way to phrase it there. Um, and, and just experiment to see if something like gluten is, and if gluten's not an issue if you eat it, but then maybe try reducing something else. And with the vegan thing, you know, maybe you want to continue eating meat, but just try reducing, have less of it, have less dairy, have, just see how you feel as opposed to just being, you know, stubbornly doing what everybody else is doing or what you've been doing your whole life. Cause you never know how much of an impact it's going to make on you, but you definitely know that it's going to make an impact on the environment. And that's the reason why, you know, the, the eco message comes into the work that I do as well, is that all of these little things that we do are not just affecting us, they're affecting the entire world. Yeah. And it's, for whatever reason, really hard for people to feel um, drawn to. I don't know why. It's very <laughs> rare that I meet people that are you know, changing their lives for the environment. And it's mm -hmm. more, it's more common for people to change their lives for health, which is why I kind of lead with that. And some, and for other people, they'll change their, their lives for compassion for animals, for, for example. But for some reason, yeah. the environment just keeps getting left out of the equation. Well, I think, Whitney, <laughs> I think you hit the nail on the head. I think as Americans, you know, unless we are living on a farm, we go to the store, we buy it, it's usually wrapped up in plastic, we take it home, we use it, and then we just toss it, you know, mm -hmm. toss whatever away, and we don't have, we don't think about it, we don't think about where it's going, and that's, I think that's hitting the nail on the head, we just, we don't, you know, unless we get actively involved and seek out those answers, we don't really care. Yes. And that's sad. Yeah, yeah, and so we, we kind of, I've take it upon myself as, and I, I think you guys do as well, is, mm -hmm. is just feeling like, we have to get the word out, you know, yeah. and if we don't say something, we can't just wait around for other people to change. And, you know, it's interesting, too, coming back around to my mom. It's like I wish I could take credit for her changes, but ultimately it was probably me plus several other sources contributing to her. And I think that's another big thing that I've learned along my journey is that it's usually not just one person or one incident that helps people change it's it's a variety of them so someone might listen to this podcast and then go listen to a completely different podcast and then watch a documentary and then to have a conversation with friends and then see an article in the news and like all of that combined kind of leads them to try something different and to me that helps take away some of the pressure to always get it right i just see myself as being part of the conversation and the inspiration not feeling fully responsible for for helping people change, or I, I should say, I am helping people change, but I don't feel like I, I need to be the be all end all and have every answer and always do it right. And that's something I see a lot of content creators and journalists and, and people out there spreading the word struggling with is they feel like they, they have to say the right thing and do the right thing all the time. And um, I feel like we just have to be as inspiring and do the best that we can every day. Yeah, and like you're leading by example and you're doing your best. It may not be someone else's best, mm -hmm. but if they see what you're doing, then they can say, is this something that would work for me? And like you said, multiple sources. Yes. Um, but, you know, when you were talking about the doctors that couldn't give you an answer, 
the doctors aren't going to give you the answer. Mm-hmm. You have to find the answers. It's all about ourselves and mind, body, spirit and finding what works for us. Yes. You know, and there isn't a pill that's going to cure anything. It's going to be a combination of things and you have to figure out what those are. And it can be a struggle, but that struggle is so worth it Mm -hmm. in the end. When you start feeling better, when you start looking better, when you have more energy, when you change your life. And that'll lead to other things opening up. Maybe you're going to change your career. Who knows? But when you get healthier, when you feel better, everything shifts. Yeah, absolutely. Your relationships shift. You're happier. You can love the people in your life more, you know? Mm -hmm. You're absolutely right. And the doctors that I went to see originally, it was a very similar situation when my parents both had cancer, were sick. My doctor said, nutrition doesn't matter. They can eat anything they want. (laughs) I've heard that too. And that is one of the most frustrating things doctors could ever say. (laughs) Exactly. And back then, I was completely unaware of nutrition and health. And so I said, okay, great, moving on to the next thing with no clue that that was, you know, completely untrue. And I don't fault him. I just think he didn't know. I don't think he was intentionally lying. I think he had no idea. He had never had that experience. His whole experience was, I'm going to treat them with pills and chemotherapy and they may or may not live. And that's what I know. Yes, exactly. What's incredible is that the ancient Greeks, I think it was Hippocrates said this, right? Let your Mm -hmm. food be your medicine, your medicine be your food. They knew that back then. (laughs) (laughs) But they have, and they take the Hippocratic Oath, but they've forgotten it somewhere along the line. Mm -hmm. It's kind of been swept under the rug or something. Yeah. Yeah, I love that quote. Yeah, it's it's such a, a common quote too, but yet it's not common in the medical system and and as we know there's so many factors that go into why doctors don't have that experience or education and and I think things are shifting it's just I think we all wish that they were shifting a little bit faster because it's hard to see people suffer because they don't trust the alternatives and there are good holistic doctors out there Mm -hmm. I do have to say and I do think the movement is growing. I was lucky enough to find someone in North Carolina um, when I was having gastrointestinal issues and, and being, I was exhausted. I had chronic fatigue and he was a chiropractor and his wife did muscle testing and through mm. muscle testing, they were able to determine that I was severely allergic to dairy. And again, this was 10 or even more than that years ago. And I said, but milk does a body good. <laughs> milk is good for me. How could I be allergic to it? Yep. And, you know, they said, here's a couple of books. Why don't you read them? Why don't you educate yourself? And it actually took me a long time to give up dairy because I didn't quite believe them. Mm-hmm. And then when I finally did it, I felt so much better. I looked better. I wasn't getting sick and snotty. I, it was amazing. And now if I fall off the wagon... Lord knows I feel awful the next day or just a few hours later. And I know for my body, it is no dairy or very, very, very little. (laughs) If I'm like, I'll eat a piece of birthday cake, like I'll eat a bite and it won't kill me. (laughs) But I can't do it. And with you with the gluten, like you just can't do it. And you know it. And once you're aware, you know the how to feel better. And that's your freedom. It is. And, you know, it's. I'm glad that you brought that up, too, because one of the greatest joys that I've experienced probably more recently than ever. I don't know if it's mentally just tuning into my body or just changes in my body and becoming more sensitive, but I can tell within what seems like a few minutes of eating certain foods, 
if my body's reacting well to it or not. And it's such a kind of a magical thing because it's like this, this quick reaction and I can go, okay, good. I know I can eat that. Or I don't feel good after eating that. I'm not going to eat that anymore. And the sad thing is, is I've, you know, we lose touch with that as you know, we grew up in this society where we're bombarded with all these different foods and all this advertising, all this false information. We lose touch with our ourselves emotionally and physically. And that's yeah. another huge thing that I want to inspire people to just tune into is how exactly do you feel? How are you processing it emotionally and physically? And is it the best choice for you? And I think that if everybody kind of was more aware of that, we would make such better choices. And somehow, I don't know if it's just all the processed food. I don't know if it's like a mental connection or just overall ignorance. But most people don't have those. They don't pick up on those signs. And um, I that's something that I've just kind of been striving to notice more frequently. And it, it really, it's very, very empowering. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire, and you're listening to the Food Heals Podcast, where you'll find the tools to become a hotter, healthier, happier you. We'll be right back with Allison Melody and Susie Hardy. Food Heals Nation, if you are looking for the highest quality supplements, the most luscious organic skincare, and a brand name that you can trust to be organic and free from toxic chemicals, look no further than the Global Healing Center. I have been using their products for years. Their Parfait Visage Face Lotion literally makes my skin look younger, and it comes in a beautiful bottle, so it is perfect as a gift as well. And the Oxy Powder Colon Cleanse Capsules are the most powerful detox supplements I have ever used. They get everything out. They don't leave you feeling full or uncomfortable. The mission of the Global Healing Center is to bring back good health, positive thinking, happiness, and love, and they want to help you realize that your body is a self-healing mechanism. Well, I couldn't agree more, so I've teamed up with Dr. Group and the Global Healing Center to bring you a discount exclusive to Food Heals listeners. Go to their website at globalhealingcenter.com, pick out the items you want, and use the discount code FOODHEALS for 20% off your first purchase. 20% off is a great deal, Food Heals Nation. I love their products and I know you will too. Food Heals Nation, we are always on the lookout for products that are non-toxic, organic, and vegan, and also affordable. And that's why I am so excited to tell you about one of my new favorite discoveries, No-Tox Life. No-Tox Life is a family-run business and each product is handmade by Sandy, the founder, and her daughter, Callie. These two make skincare products with luscious ingredients such as coconut oil, mango butter, essential oils, and natural clays and minerals. And they simply don't believe in using ingredients they can't pronounce. My favorite product is their Orange Mocha Espresso Body Bar, which only costs $11. And I can't get enough of their Vegan Mint Butter Lip Balm, which is only $4. Their products smell amazing, are the lowest prices I have seen, and are absolutely beautiful, so they make great gifts, too. No Tox Life has a special offer exclusive to Food Heals listeners. Order now using the coupon code FOODHEALS, all one word, for free shipping on your purchase of $35 or more. Check them out at NoToxLife.com. You are listening to the Food Hills Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. All right, Whitney, we have two questions left for you. Susie, what do we want to ask her? 
What is the best piece of advice you have ever received? That came from my mother who said, if you want to, you will. And my mother, I'm so grateful for her because she's a very strong woman. And I grew up as a young woman, just being around someone who said I could do whatever I wanted with my life. And so that definitely helped me by pursuing my passions and, and having the kind of odd career choices that I've made that are not like the traditional nine to five, like, you know, go to business school or something. I've always been a very creative entrepreneurial type. And my parents, both my parents really have always been incredibly supportive, but having a strong woman who said something like that to me was so important. And, you know, I want to pass that on to people because if you want to, you will can come into pretty much every aspect of your life. And there are certainly times where it doesn't work out. You can't just say, well, I want this and then get it. You know, you don't always get what you want. But I think that that's an important kind of mantra to follow because it applies to healthy living a lot. Whereas a lot of people like to make excuses. They say, I can't do that or I could never do that. I can't tell you how frequently I hear those words or that's too expensive, that's too hard, that's too time consuming, that's too whatever. And they just go on and on and it's not true. It, the reality is, is they don't want it badly enough. And so unfortunately, sometimes we become healthier because we have to not always because we want to. Luckily for me, it became a want. But if people listening can tune into themselves and really think about what do they really want and just know that if they want it badly enough, they'll get it, it'll empower you throughout all of your life. I totally agree. And it's like, no matter what you say to yourself, either way, you're right. If you say, yes. I can't yep. do it, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> so, absolutely. But if you absolutely. say, I can do anything, I can be anything, you're right. It's so true. All right. So what is the best piece of advice you have ever given? The piece of advice that I've given that's resonated the most with people, so this is why I would say it's the best, is to focus on progress, not perfection. And it's such a simple thing, and it's it's getting more common You'll hear that more and more often from people, but I still feel like it's so important for me to keep reiterating because I see how it changes people. The look on people's faces too sometimes is really telling of how impactful it is because so many of us are just striving for perfection. We feel like we have to do all or nothing. We feel like we're not good enough. We feel like, well, we can't do this if we can't do it 100%. Um, and, and you see this in so many aspects of people's lives, but really if you focus on making progress, which can be the simplest thing, just the smallest baby step in a direction towards your goals, you will get there and understand that it's not about perfection. There, there might not even be such thing as perfection is really helpful. Each of us have a different level of progress. Each of us have a different idea of perfection. And so if you just focus on tuning into yourself, what's going to feel best for you, how you can do your best, and what progress looks for you each and every day, it might actually look different. For me, like some days, progress looks one way, and then the next day, it's different. You know, sometimes I take baby steps, sometimes I take huge steps, but it doesn't matter because it's still progress. And that helps 
with everything, but it, it really helps with food, I think, and, and lifestyle choices because a lot of people, like veganism, for example, they're very focused on being a perfect vegan and they're afraid that if they slip up and they really want to have something with dairy in it or they really want to have a piece of meat or they accidentally eat something, you know, everything comes crashing down and they're either going to give up or they're going to be really hard on themselves or whatever. But if they're just choosing to eat less animal products, like that's a massive step. So it just helps a lot to have that in your mind. I totally agree. And it's like, Food Heals Nation, if you are trying to make these steps and you're doing it a little bit at a time or you're going to make a big shift, the point is don't judge yourself. Do your best. And if you slip up, start again the next day and enjoy your slip up because if you slip up, it's something you want at that time and let that be okay. (laughs) Yep, absolutely. And, And, you know, you'll find that too at whatever level you're at. So, you know, I've been vegan and mostly gluten-free and so whatever, but every once in a while, I do want to have something with gluten in it and I will have it if I really want it, you know, and, and I might not feel that good after <laughs> having it, but you know, it's something that I wanted and that doesn't mean I'm going to give up, you know, being gluten-free entirely. It just means that the next food choice I make will be gluten-free because I know that's what makes me feel my best. Absolutely. And if you're living by, you know, they have the 80-20 rule. If you're doing everything your best 80% of the time and 20% of the time you're eating junk food or doing something you know (laughs) is not good for you, hey, you know what? You're probably going to be just fine. (laughs) Yeah. And that applies to environmentally as well. You know, every once in a while someone will come around and like try to pinpoint like every little thing that I'm doing and saying, well, I can't believe you're using plastic. It's like, well, I'm not plastic free. I'm, I reduce the amount of plastic in my life, but just because I use plastic every once in a while doesn't mean that I can't identify with being eco-friendly because I don't see that as being helpful. If every, if, if being eco-friendly meant that you couldn't do anything bad for the environment, nobody would be eco-friendly. You know, it's all about these steps and reducing plastic is better than just using plastic whenever you feel like. (laughs) Yeah. And if they're judging you about using plastic, it's probably because they are too and they're really just judging themselves. (laughs) (laughs) Or or they're just, they're so centered around the perfectionism. Mm -hmm. And you know what? You see this with vegans. You see this with environmentalists. You see this with health advocates. You see this everywhere, right? They, they, people get so stuck around being perfect and they put all this pressure on themselves and they feel like they have to do it. Otherwise, you know, if they're not the perfect vegan, all the animals are suffering. If they're not the perfect environmentalist, the world is going to end. If they're not <laughs> the perfect health advocate, then everybody's going to be sick and they're going to be sick. And, the, and it's, that's that perfectionist fear. But if you know that you're making progress and you're making a difference, that to me is what makes everything better and better. And it's a ripple effect there. So I much prefer to live by that. I love it. I couldn't agree more. Strive for progress, not perfection. Tweet it to Whitney, everyone. We love it. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for joining us, Whitney. Um, Tell us where everyone can find you online and what your special offer for Food Heals Nation is. Oh, I have a good one. Well, I have two different places right now. My main place, based on what we've been talking about today, is ecovegangal.com. And I have been on social media 
for a very long time now. Mm -hmm. So if you look at, you just type eco vegan gal, or you could type vegan gal or eco gal. Usually you'll find me somewhere around there. Um, even if you go to ecoveegangirl.com, you'll find me. <laughs> nice. But every social media network's under eco vegan gal. So it's, it's simple there. And I wanted to offer something really special for you. So I actually have a line of t-shirts that say food is my health care on them. Beautiful. And I love it. I knew you'd like that. <laughs> Where do I sign up? Where do I order? Tell me. <laughs> that oh, Those are also at store.ecovegangal.com. And they're also on the main Eco Vegan Gal homepage. And I wanted to offer that anybody who gets one of those T-shirts will also get the Healthy Organic Vegan on a Budget ebook for free. So the ebook starts at $21. I have a few different packages you can get, like if you want the audiobook or you want extra support, you want to join the Facebook group, all of that. Um, those come in different price points, but you'll actually save $21 if you get the t-shirt. So you'll get them both for free and it's like a $21 savings. That is awesome. I love it. Okay, Susie and oh. I are going to go order our t-shirts. So <laughs> Food Heals Nation, you go order your t-shirts too. And do they need a coupon code, Whitney? You know, I will set that up. I'll just set it up under Food Heals. Okay, So great. it'll be... I'll probably just have to manually credit it to you. So if you have any issues, you can email me. All my contact information is is under the websites and all of that. So ecoveegangal.com, or if you want to go directly to the shirts, it's store.ecoveegangal.com. Great. Thank you, Whitney. We're going to go to the website right now and get our T-shirts and Food Heals Nation. You should, too. We will put all of the links that we discussed tonight in the show notes. Thanks, Whitney. Thanks, Whitney. Thanks so much for having me. This was so wonderful. That's our show. Thanks for listening. Food Heals Nation. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Food Heals Nation. You can find all the show notes at foodhealsnation.com. And today's tweetable comes from Whitney. Food is my health care. I love that. I do too. It's so perfect. If you like it, tweet it back to us and make sure to tag us in your post at Food Heals Nation and tag Whitney at Eco Vegan Gal. And don't forget, we still have the swag bag contest going on. So to be entered in our swag bag giveaway and win a gift bag full of our favorite luscious organic vegan health and beauty products valued at over $300, just leave us a nice review. Say some nice things. It's not hard. Yeah iTunes, Stitcher, wherever. Tweet us a screenshot of your review. And if you don't have Twitter, you can post your screenshot to our Facebook wall or send it in an email to info at foodhealsnation.com. Next time, we'll have Kimberly Vanderbeek on the show, wife to James, mother to Olivia, Joshua, and Annabelle. She is a wellness expert, and I have to say that I personally know that is true. Um, she's truly an expert because my friend Rebecca and I were producing this show with her, and she's so knowledgeable. Literally, we'll be filming, and we'll just stop filming to ask her like all these questions because she tells us everything about environmental factors, about beauty products, about health, and it's just so inspiring. I can't wait to meet her. Yeah, she's great. Um, you'll love her. So stay tuned for next time. And in the meantime, Food Heals Nation, I want to leave you with a beautiful quote said by Hippocrates, the father of medicine. Let thy food be thy medicine and let thy medicine be thy food. 
These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, women have experienced a strong desire to change their status update from hashtag blessed to hashtag OMG even more blessed than yesterday, hashtag loving life. If you experience any of these symptoms, make sure to tweet a Kardashian immediately. 